and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. How are you feeling, Lee? I feel good. Why would I feel bad? Alonso getting penalised out of the points. Ah, he deserved it though, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let, let's all be fucking honest here. It was the, maximum uh, elbows, Alonso. Yeah, that was. Uh, he was feisty, feisty, committed. Some people would say. Made. That's one way of describing it. So, let's let's be perfectly honest. He was lucky not to get uh, it was on the first lap because he kind of punted Lewis, <laughs> like put him off so he could get fucking past him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't yeah. don't forget this. This was in the states, and that is the home of rubbing his racing. This is true. Yeah, yeah. So does, does that I, mean? Does that mean yesterday was twunting his twacing? Do you, do you I, think that everybody like do you think Alonso was just like, hey everybody, look, it's me, Fernando Alonso. Remember me from Indy Five Hundred? <laughs> <laughs> I, I must say before we go before we talk properly about the race because we're on it. I think uh, I do feel bad for him for the um, time penalty he got. Which one? Yeah, the one where he uh, he cut the he cut the chicane. I think was it um, because he gave the time back. And he still got a penalty for it. Like he he backed fucking right off because he uh, when he, when he cut that uh, that cachet, like I say, I think it was the chicane. Um, he went purple in that sector, which obviously there's something gone on. <laughs> and um, but he dropped back. Like he dropped back like a, maybe a tenth more from Bottas than he had in the first place. But he still got penalised. I thought that was a bit. That seemed a bit wrong in my eyes. That. It could could have been the whole sort of totting up procedure. No, that was the first one. That was that was the first. Oh, I thought I thought the first one was for punting Gasly. No, I think it was. It was I think the the penalty for that was before Gasly. I thought. I thought anyway. I might be wrong. Oh, gonna have to look up. Gonna have to look up the penalty documents, and there yeah. will be. Many. There were many. I started looking yeah. at them earlier and decided it was just too much. Let's have a look. Um, no, Fernando Alonso correction penalty point total. That is I mean, never. That is good. never a good start. <laughs> um, yeah, document sixty one incorrectly refers to a total of three penalty points for the twelve months. It should actually be five. But other than that, um, hang on. Let's have a look. Leaving the track and gaining an advantage. Um, that was no further action on that one. Well, it should, shouldn't it be? Isn't Hang on, it, there, was one, it be... there was one he got no further action on. One he mm. got a five second for, and the one during the race was for Gasly. Yeah. Did did the, did the wording used to be? And excuse me for getting very geeky here. Leaving the track and gaining a lasting advantage. Yeah. Yes, it did. So I, like that's for me. I don't. What I don't get is is that someone like Fernando Alonso isn't just going to suddenly decide if I could just make a second up here in the chicane. You know, he's been, he's been doing it a while. He's uh, he, he understands that that sort of thing doesn't fly. Um, I don't, I don't get this whole thing. You know, if you, if you go in too hot, you outbreak yourself, you fucking, you make a chunk of time up and then you drop, then you drop back and allow, like get rid of that time. I don't really see what the issue is there. Oh, let's, let's have a look. This is the, First, leaving the track and gaining an advantage. That was a... Apparently, video evidence was reviewed in the VAR bunker in Switzerland. 
<laughs> oh no, he like he definitely gained an advantage, but he definitely backed off it as well. The uh, like like the because I, I thought it at the time, but it was it was parroted again. That the same thing was parroted on um, the BBC podcast and the race podcast as well. So he he definitely gave it back. But it's uh, oh, I I just hope we're not gonna go back into this world of overzealous officiating again. You know it's. We had that not so long ago. Um, can uh, I can I just check before we do this next session on overzealous officiating? Are we all wearing underpants in accordance with the podcast regulations? I never wear underpants. I was going to say, what are what are the regulations? God knows they change from week to week. <laughs> well, if you're Vettel, over your race suit. <laughs> well, it's not it's not not in the regulations. <laughs> <can do> <laughs> Also, whilst we whilst we're talking Sebastian Vettel, are we all watching Question Time in the UK on Thursday? I think we Absolutely. probably will be. That 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 is that has become a must watch. I mean, they often they often do get um, there's there's always on. a sort of token celeb, isn't there? There's always a non political. Yeah, usually, body. but for those who, those outside the UK who don't know what Question Time is, on a Thursday night, usually quite late. Uh, it's uh, a pre-recorded show from earlier in the day, but it's uh, that, that's when it's broadcast. Broadcast on a Thursday night, and uh, basically, it's a panel of politicians, usually uh, you know mixed or, or very opposing views. Uh, they take questions from the audience in particular parts of the country uh, over uh, political topics, and then uh, you know Nigel Farage, if you know who he is, uh, I'm sure you do, turns up at, at some point. During every week's show, um, <laughs> now I, I actually weirdly got into into question time years ago um, as uh, like a like a, I used to I used to go band practice on a Thursday, and then when I came home, uh, I'd sit down with a cup of tea and it'd be time for question time. So I'd watch question time. I thought mm. this is fucking it. What what a great ritual I got going on here. I haven't watched it for ages. I'm definitely watching it because Sebastian Vettel is on the panel with a load of British politicians <laughs> on Thursday. I mean, I I, I assume, um, given his T-shirts and helmet design this week, he's going to be there on environmental matters. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, the snorkel on the helmet and the underwater Grand Prix T-shirt. Yeah, the Miami 2060. Um, what? Moving on to Miami, what did we think overall? I mean, the whole, um, the, the whole experience, the, the Super Bowlness of it all. Um, I was actual, a little up to the helmets. Yeah, with the actual race itself, I wasn't that bothered by. I'm kind of glad the safety car happened late on. Thank you, Lando Norris. <laughs> um, well, it was Gasly's fault. Actually, it was Alonso's fault because Alonso damaged Gasly's car, who then took Lando out. <laughs> Gasly, he was on the radio, wasn't he, when it happened? Gasly. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't paying attention because he was on his radio and just sort of drifted left a little bit too far. Anyway, I don't think it's anybody's... Like, nobody hit anyone on purpose. It was an accident. Accidents happen. Um, but, yeah, yeah, everything surrounded... Like, the opening ceremony was... It felt very American. Mm. Uh, and I don't mean that in a, in a derogatory way. Um... But as a as a British person watching, uh, who doesn't watch, I don't watch a lot of American sports. Um, but it always feels very false to me, the way that it's like, you know, bigged up and introduced. It's just like, well, 
is the sport not entertaining enough? As we found out yesterday, Martin Brundle doesn't watch much American sports either. No, to be fair, the guy did look like the guy he was trying to interview. <laughs> Except about a foot and a half taller. Yeah. <laughs> He's tall. Must be a, must be an NFL player. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Although saying that the the worst the worst sort of razzmatazz type thing in an American sporting event I've seen. Um, NASCAR held a non championship race in the LA Coliseum earlier on this year, and it had a half time show. No, no. They red flagged work. the race halfway through. No, and on purpose. Yes. <laughs> And set up a stage. Like, right? We'll just have a break now, lads, while Pitbull comes on. No, it was like it was Ice Cube. <laughs> ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, the red flagged the race at half distance, and then Ice Cube did ten minutes, and they all got back in the cars and started racing again. Kinnell. Um, yeah. Okay. No. I, 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 I. This sort of whole thing doesn't affect me, like the, the the glitz and sort of like Americanization of things, you know. I mean, America expected to be Americanized, yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's it's why the Russian Russian Grand Prix always felt like it was a more of a fucking political angle than it was a race. But the um, the, the yeah the the half half time thing, I'm not uh, not in. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, 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 as I said, I'm not trying to put it out. I'm sure for for the for the US fans and like. Um... You know, people who who uh, they're trying to you know they're casting their net far and wide in the US. They want to try and catch as many new fans as they possibly can, and it clearly worked because there were loads and loads of people in, um, you know, in and around the circuit. Um, you know, with with favorite drivers and you know the caps and t-shirt sellers must have done really really well um, over the weekend. But just it's. And yeah, like Lee said, it's it's in America, so you expect it to be a bit Americanized. I just, yeah, for me, it's just a little American. <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see, I think, in the next few years, how whether or not that is a sustainable level of excitement, or whether it, well, it gets they did it in toned Austin, down. Didn't they? Yeah, when Austin first started, they did it in Austin. Yeah, I mean, that's, Michael um, Buffer, didn't they, introducing the drivers? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a few years, uh, twenty seventeen now, something like that. I think it was. Yeah, but that, but that was great. Yeah, I mean, it, th- things like that. You know, I mean, Liberty said when they took over F one, they wanted twenty three Super Bowls a year, and that I think was one of them. And I think I think it's a bit much having the whole massive show every fortnight because you you get a bit bored of it. You kind of want each race to have its own identity, really, don't you? Yeah. You can't have yeah. a big American event in, like, Baku. No, what you should do, really, is um, these events should be for the fans who have uh, tickets to the to the races. They shouldn't really be on YouTube and or, you know, televised um, for the television view. It's not really for television viewers, is it? It's for the event, the people who are at the event. And if I had tickets to go, I probably would have gone to it. Yeah, I mean, I would. I was. Um, I was trying. What to... I meant by that was, if I had tickets for the race, I probably would have gone to the, the opening. Oh, you know, not yeah. not if I had tickets. To the, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot, I'll go I... ticket, but I'm not going. 
That was um, I was chatting briefly to somebody who was who was there, and um, I hope you enjoyed yourself, Drew, and you didn't panic too much when uh, Alonso made that lunge right into turn one near where you were sat. Um, he was saying, you know, as an event, as something to be at, it was it was incredible, it was fantastic. I don't think it carried over all that well on TV. You know, it was an event, but it was all, you know, I watch, you know, we watch Super Bowl every year, but we don't like get all the excitement in the host city and, you know, usually watch a game. Mm. I, I think... And where else, do you realize... get an, where else do you get an excuse to eat nachos at three in the morning? But I, th- I think that's maybe what some people are missing as, uh, as far as being online. Because uh, I, I, I wouldn't say I've got an issue with it, even though I've got an issue with it. Um, the way some Formula One fans are talking about Formula One right now, it really... I'm really confused by it. I don't. People, people are acting like these new cars are terrible and uh, Formula One. Every race has been awful, and they're like, oh, I can't get on with Formula One anymore. I've been a fan for forty years now. I just, I, I don't. Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, that, that's it. And you go, well, I don't. I've been, I've been a Formula One fan since I was a child, and uh, I, I, I sometimes I forget. I think these people either weren't watching during the Ferrari dominance. Or they've forgotten it because that was boring. That was really, really boring. Some of those races. Yeah, during FP was it FP three, uh, when Juan Pablo Montoya was in the commentary box on Sky, and uh, they were discussing uh, him and Jensen Button were discussing refueling coming back into Formula One, and Montoya's for it. He says, oh, "I want to see a bit more, you know, refueling and that." And Button was like, "Nah," because it was all. Pit passes in yeah. the pit lane. There was hardly anything that happened on track. But then Montoya countered that, and I totally agree with Jensen Button. But excuse me, Montoya countered that by saying, "Yeah, but we didn't have DRS, and these cars can race a lot closer than we used to be able to." So like, ah, hang on a minute. I mean that that is a <laughs> does it does it need reconsidering or at least a trial maybe of a refueling one refueling race. Yeah, I don't want was... to see passes in the pit lane again because, like you said, that was for me that was the worst era of Formula One refueling and like. I don't think it strategies. was necessarily the. I, I don't think it was necessarily um, the just the refueling that was the problem. I think the uh, here's here's the part of the episode where Lee gets heat again. Um, I think again you, you had a like a, an unfortunate set of circumstances where you had like the refueling thing. So you could have the strategy involved. You also had a Ferrari team, which were cheating, which had a tire manufacturer making tires for them. So at, at the detriment of any other team that happened to have the Ferrari tires on them. Um, and to, to couple with that, you also had the most unsporting driver formula ones ever seen. As the, as Ferrari's lead driver, it it was just like this alignment of bullshit that led to a pretty fucking dull time. Yeah, for, also I, I also watched... didn't help with the famous Bernie quote: "I don't care who wins as long as it's red." Yeah, yeah, it's, well, there was a reason for uh, <laughs> that. The Ferrari international assistance thing came around. <laughs> you know, the uh, it was yeah, it was pretty grim, but. Anybody who uh, doesn't doesn't know what we're talking about, if you've got access to F1 TV or YouTube even, just go and have a look at the 
and I'll tell you this with uh, a pinch of salt, highlights of some of the races from back then. I mean, we complain about some of the boring races we get now. I mean, it was, it, it was there was there, there were there were quite often no on track passes, and it was all done in the pit lane based on fuel strategy. No, oh, come on, come so, on, come on. In fairness, there was usually one within the last five or ten laps when Barrichello got told to move aside. That's fair. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. No, but 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 going back to what Montoya said, like it was it was. Uh, I've always been against refueling because, uh, like I just said, I think it was the uh, the darkest time for Formula One. But the um, the argument is kind of valid with this with this generation of cars. They are definitely able to race each other closer than they have been. Uh, I don't know, last twenty five years, maybe. Mm. Mm. Just while we're in the middle of something serious, going to go all crafty for a second. Please don't press the red button on your skybox right now. Seeing as that got said a lot on Saturday, how how does everybody else in the world that gets the British commentary feel about that? I mean, it must piss them off something rotten. Yeah, it must do. And also, uh, did anyone else notice how much the commentators weren't watching the race? Yes. This weekend. Yes, the battle between Alonso and Stroll, which was actually well, it, they were describing it like it was Alonso and Vettel. And then yeah, they were, it was, they were and the, it was Alonso and Stroll. Yeah, and yeah. then they were shocked by a, a really good pass that Stroll made, which was actually battle. Yeah. Um, I, I won't often say this uh, because I, I I generally like the commentary on F1 TV, but I, no matter how bad Crofty this was, uh, Crofty was this week, he was not worse than John Watson. John Watson was on F1 TV. Awful, like the worst commentary. Known to man, he now, used to be really good at. Uh, he used to do the touring car commentary oh. when I watched it in the nineties. I used to like John Watson. Yeah, I'm sure he was great in the nineties. He's <laughs> he's fucking too old. He's too old to be to do, to be on it as like the ex racing drivers take because ah he, oh, he was trying to talk. You know, like you'll get uh, whoever the driver is will sort of talk you around a lap mm. as the cars are going round. And it's, it, it just made no sense. The um, the amount of things, and I'm not one to shout at the TV. TV like but, uh, No, no, not not for the com- <laughs> not for not for the com- com- I'll get excited about sport, obviously, but not for commentary. It never it never annoys me that much. But yeah, the uh, the words "fuck off," you senile old cunt, was used twice during the pr- process of that race. We may have to check His... this out. <laughs> Last race. Was the yeah his last race was the eighty five European Grand Prix. Yeah, so it was it was it was grim. Like I know because I was gonna um, I was gonna actually switch to the Sky commentary uh, because of that, but I didn't realize that if you're casting it from your phone, you can't change it on the fly in your phone. Oh. You, you you have to plug your laptop into the computer to do it, and that was like three or four feet away from me. Yeah, no, that's too how much. how much. Do, do do we like overshadowed race wins? By the way, you know, like where a race win is like, yeah, but it's totally overshadowed by something else. What do you think John Watson's first win in Formula One was? It was uh, when when was he racing? What years? Sort seventies. Of oh, was it the um, was it the weekend that Villeneuve died? No, it was the it was the weekend that. Uh, was it the weekend that you had his? Was it seventy six Austrian Grand Prix? Was that when uh, um, Nicky Lauda had his? Oh, no, it was German that was Grand Prix. Germany. Germany had his accident. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I thought I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say that's not a race. That's not a race to win. You're gonna, you're gonna want to celebrate, but no, it was the uh, the old the Austrian, not the German Grand Prix. So yeah, I'm slightly mistaken. It was an Austrian in Germany rather than a an Austrian race. No, it was. It was fucking awful. It was it, like it, it, it made that it made the boring bits of that race worse. Um, one one thing that was good this weekend, though, um, massive congratulations to friends of the podcast, Alice Powell and Abby Pulling. Great weekend between them in W Series. Yes, yeah, it was it was good seeing W Series actually on on TV. Um, now that you know Sky are, are properly covering it, um, it was it was a, a well put together show. Clearly, the same production team that, that Sky uses for um, the F one. I think but, it's Whisper uh, actually that do um, W series. It is. It's uh, David Coulthard and really? Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for David, doing... da- David Coulthard being a director of W series kind of helped them get the deal a little bit. I think. <laughs> oh, fair enough. No, it looked very, it looked very similar and almost identical in 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 you know production values. I think Sky are giving them more resistance this year because it was Channel Four backed previously. <laughs> And Sky have got a little bit more money to throw at it with everything of theirs being at the circuit anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, it was it was good, good coverage and 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 good racing as well. I watched uh, I watched on sat- Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, managed managed to miss the Saturday race for um, varying amounts of reasons. Um, I was I was sim racing, but not at home. But we'll ha- we'll have a we'll have a sim racing special coming up later this season at our uh, our new local sim centre. Um, no one destroyed my office. Sorry, carry on, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We've got a cat trying to try to destroy the pod room. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't say Saturday. No, laptop won't stop beeping at me. Oh god! Mm. Didn't say Saturdays, but Sundays was um, Sundays was a good race for definite. Hmm. Um, shall we move on to the um, to the topic at hand? Because I think we've probably covered everything sort of around and around outside, it. around mm. and outside the circuit, the race itself. So, the short summary: good opening few laps, got dull. Mm. Thank God for the safety car. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the circuit's not as not as bad as I thought it was going to be. To be honest with you, it's it's quite easy to follow where where drivers are. Not like Saudi Arabia, which is just like, well, this looks like every other part of the circuit, um, <laughs> you know. And Sochi as well. Like Sochi's really difficult to, to 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 know where anyone actually is on the circuit. But you see a car on the the Miami circuit, Miami International Autodrome, which is now in the process of being ripped apart, um, and you knew exactly where the where they were on the circuit. Um, it was an easy circuit to get get to grips with, I think. It was, uh, and and it did produce some okay-ish racing, but it's not. It wasn't a classic race, was it? Put it that way. No, I, no. I I enjoyed the start, kind of up to the pit stops. I was like, okay, this we'll we'll see how this goes. After the pit stops started to lose a little bit of interest, up to the yeah, safety Verstappen's car. charge was good. Yeah, you know, Verstappen's <laughs> early charge. But as soon as he got out front, I was like, no, this uh, is done. That's yeah. Until the safety car. Yes, and, it just needed it yeah. to sort of bring everyone back together and roll the dice a bit. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I was here shining the Latifi signal out the window. It wasn't Latifi, yeah. to be fair, was it? <laughs> it's just a giant picture of a wall. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was okay. Like the, uh, I, I know, know it got a lot of stick online that I kept seeing, um, but uh, I, I don't. I don't know what else people expect. Sometimes, you know, it's it's, mm. it's going to be difficult to overtake on a circuit like that. Anyway, you know, it, you you could see that it was going to be hard to overtake. Mm. But I mean, the thing was, there was always something going on. Like maybe maybe, the, maybe we didn't have like the the battle up the front that we would have liked to have had for the win. But there was always fights going on up and down the field. And the, the other thing I, I sort of realized was o- over the course of this weekend, there's no bad cars anymore. No, mm, no, it's like, very true. E- every car on that grid is capable of scoring points, and that's fucking ace. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. the earliest in the season every team scored points for a long time. Mm, yeah, definitely. well, look how long Williams went without points. What was it like? Three seasons they went without scoring a point. No, I think they only had. I think they only had one pointless season. Well, did they? All right, I, th- I thought it was two or three, but. There was the, one, um, wasn't there, where um, I think did did someone get disqualified and Qubits are like nicked a point randomly? Oh, it was, it was the yeah. com- comedy German Grand Prix, the white one. Yeah, yes, I remember. Um, but yeah, like the, I, I think I think that's great, and so so in that case, like the rules have worked in that to that extent. They have uh, they've fixed Formula One to the point where other people can score points, not just like the top teams. Um, it seems to be a lot of Lewis Hamilton fans that have a massive problem with Formula One right now. I've noticed, like it's this is the worst Formula One's ever been, and we need to oh no, we, we need to dial the clock back immediately because mistakes have been made. No, no, they haven't. <laughs> this is good Formula One racing. Uh, yeah, it's, I think so. You know, um, there was you're not going to find every race is amazing, but it's um, we had the same conversation about Imola as well. It was you know. It wasn't. It wasn't France. <laughs> Put it that way. It's not what Monaco will be. This that mm, what you just watched true. this weekend will not be the worst race you see this year. Yeah, I it's really it's... weird as well. That Monaco is the seventh race of the season this year. It's like oh yeah, God. it feels late, doesn't it? But yeah, I think it's worth remembering as well. Like the first time in Baku, shitty race, probably because first time street circuit. Everyone's still learning it. No one wants to be the person who makes yep. a mess. So everyone will first, have been probably a bit cautious. First time in Sochi, awful race. Most times in Sochi. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so- yeah Sochi did produce some good races. The last one. The last one was good. It was the infamous torpedo moment. Mm. I think there have been some I'm good struggling. races in, in Sochi. Yeah, F2 and F3. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> So, um, rather than sort of doing the standard team by team thing, because it is all over the place, because it's oh, just, just going to work from the back. It's just mixed up. Um, I yeah. mean, the DNFs we can cover. Um, Joe Guan Yu very quickly. Um, broken car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't sound that enthused by it either, did he? He got uh, stuck- Joe. We're going to have to retire the car. Oh no! I can't believe it. Yeah, he got he got stuck in traffic in qualifying on the Saturday. Um, probably could have been a little bit higher up the grid, maybe. Um, and yeah, I think maybe just that spoiled his his event, obviously, and wasn't asked. Yeah, yeah. but he, he didn't seem bothered. He's like, no. oh no, I can't believe it. Really, oh, okay. no, I'll put him to the pits then. <laughs> yeah, have they actually said what happened to the car? 
I don't know <clears> if they have actually. So I don't think. I, I don't think. Well, I've can seen we just them. talk about Aston Martin not having the right fuel temperature before the race? Yes. How do you cock this up? How do you leave your petrol in the fridge for too long? Maybe maybe they wanted to chill it quick so they put it in the freezer. Because it doesn't weigh the same when it's not the right temperature, so they can't put it in the car because the weight will be wrong. Yes. Going to play so... devil's advocate here. We've all gone to work, and then like we've been, you've been there for I don't know an hour or two, and then gone. Fucking! Hell, I didn't take the mints out of the freezer. Yep. That's how easy it is. Yep. Definitely done that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Aston Martin couldn't nip to Tesco's on the way home. No, I, or to be perfectly honest, it's when it's chicken that's the problem oh. because obviously wouldn't you have can't... been a problem if they were in Saudi Arabia though, would it? They would have just borrowed some from Aramco, surely. <laughs> yeah, but as, as long as it wasn't on fire. Yes, well, fuel on fire is is no good to it's anyone. It's kind of the really. opposite problem of the cold fuel. If your fuel is on fire, <laughs> fuel on fire sounds like a band that Paul would go to a festival to watch. It sounds like a bad parody of Kings of Leon. <laughs> <laughs> Doing Metallica who, covers who, who, Kings of Leon style. <laughs> Singing Kings of Leon songs like James Hetfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. According to official Alfa Romeo website, it was a water leak for Guan Yu Zhou. Yeah. Ah, right, okay. Well, there was plenty in the marine. That's the issue. They don't have water around there, do they? <laughs> I'm going to say it. I like the arena. It looked all right, arena. actually. It looked Good. better than it sounded. I think, yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah, when it, when it was all built and everything, it was it was absolutely sound mm-hmm. because, uh, let, let's be honest, um, that's the amount of publicity those boat companies will have got for putting that together. They, they, they couldn't have paid for that. No, absolutely so, not. The top and bottom is as well, as soon as somebody says... Like if if you took somebody to that track and said, "Would you like to uh, watch the race?" You go, "Yeah." Do you want to do you want to watch the race in that car or that wooden boat? You go, "I'll watch it in the wooden boat." Thanks very much. That sounds <laughs> yeah. like a great idea. Yeah. I would actually say no. Give us the ten grand. I'll buy a general admission ticket and I'll keep the change. <laughs> well, yeah. You can take the man out of Yorkshire. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 you didn't have to pay. <laughs> But yeah, no, that it sounded like f- fucking pretty grim, didn't it, for the old uh, prices for tickets? Mm, yeah, yeah. It did not seem cheap at all. I saw, I, I saw somebody saying they spent two two grand on a general admission ticket. Yeah, I mean the VIP area was eight thousand, and you got to watch the race on a big screen in a deck chair with table service. Jeez, <laughs> I think you were allowed to use the swimming pools with the mermaids in. Mm. I don't know. There was always a Somebody... big crowd there, but never a big crowd in the pool. I th- I think yeah. you had to be like pre-approved to be near the mermaid. Police checks, that kind of thing, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Whatever the American equivalent to DBS checks are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the the big into big into watching sports in water in Florida, because the Jacksonville Jaguars have got um, a lot of. You're boxing. trying to say they're big into water sports. I was trying. To, that's exactly what I was trying to avoid saying. <laughs> But the Jacksonville Jaguars have got all these executive boxes with jacuzzis they, that you can sit like in and watch the games. Pool as well, I so think, the executive they? boxes, the people with all the money, are well into their water sports. Yes, <laughs> this is accurate. Water and sport, for the long version. It's the, it's the Jaguars watching them will just seem like a long time. 
Um, anyway, yes. Here for so, a good time, not for a long time. So, um, Guan Yu Zhou, Water Leak. Right, the next next two DNFs, and I think we've got a bit to say about these, will be Lando Norris and Pierre Gasly. Yep. No one's fault, like I said before. Mm-hmm. Just just something that happens. Lando mm. could have been further to the left. Gasly probably could have, now, could have Ga- not Gasly- drifted left. Gasly was actually saying he couldn't turn right. I think they yeah. were just both a bit unaware of what each other were doing, weren't they? And found themselves wanting the same bit of clearly track. on the radio when Lando... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. the radio, battered car. Oh, shit, there's a McLaren. I, I feel this whole I couldn't turn thing might be a race and driver excuse. Because that's fine, and like, okay, maybe you couldn't turn, but you seem to do an awful lot of turning before this incident where you couldn't turn. You know, the Alonso incident hadn't just happened. He decided to carry on with that car. He got the line wrong for like three corners yeah. before that, mm. though, didn't he? Oh, yeah, no, no. I'm, it, yeah, I'm, it was I'm... obviously a bit of a struggle, but yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. He didn't struggle, retire but... until the end of the yeah. safety car. I think this had more to do with, as Flood said, he was on the radio. And as Lando said in an interview afterwards, when he was asked, well, could you not, could you have given more space? And uh, he turned around and said, well, I don't really think it's my my place to drive really close to a wall when I'm not the one having the issue. Yeah, you've got a slow car in front of you. You'd kind of yeah. hope if someone's carrying a bit of damage that they would be alert to a fast car coming up behind. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really think it was fucking Lando's. It wasn't Lando's issue to, like, fix. No, but, I mean, Gasly certainly didn't hit him on purpose, you know. It was just, they were just, ro- yeah, Gasly was No, no, slow. He, didn't, he didn't hit him on purpose. I think it was just, a, it was, it was an avoidable accident that mm. I think is. I know what you mean, it's just a bit clumsy. 60% Gasly's fault, say. Yeah, maybe zero percent anyone's fault. Just mm. one of them things that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, racing incident. One of them was racing. One of them couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. We'll we'll try and do, try and do a team by team now because I think I think Hass fits in sort of fairly well here with um, Mick in fifteenth and K Mag in sixteenth. Um, but... Did he lunge from Mick? I think. Not lunge as such, but just a silly positioning of his mm. car. Yeah, I think he, he was, was on for a point. Yeah, he was got he was on the verge of getting his first points. Sort of rush of blood to the head. I think he again, the, the, space, the word for but... me is clumsy again, and just just not yeah. not very well thought out. Or a space and thought I could put my car there mm-hmm. without realizing that that's exactly where Vettel <laughs> was planning on putting his car <laughs> when Vettel was ahead of him at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's on the radio like, that was clearly my corner. I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. What happened with K-Mag? Because... I actually do not know the answer. He just, he, oh, okay. he just struggled. No, didn't someone go into... Uh, uh, wasn't there an incident as well? I think... It, there was yeah. definitely an incident because he got a penalty. Yeah, so... There was uh, something happened. Someone took a thump somewhere along the lines. I think it might have been him and Sonoda. Oh, was it? This rings a bell now. Was it? Was it him and Stroll? Or maybe it was Stroll. Um, he hit Stroll twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quality uh, experience. 
Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I was going to say, no, no matter who it is, it's what we would refer to as unsurprising names in this situation. <laughs> so hence, and yes. <laughs> and apparently, K Mag didn't have um, radio in qualifying, so he couldn't get the um, couldn't get the instructions, which is why he got out qualified by Schumacher. Mm. What, what instructions are drive as fast as you can? Surely, we don't know anymore. <laughs> I think I think it's a traffic problem as well, isn't it? Mm. Around that, circuit. it was very trafficy, particularly yeah. um, Q two in particular. I mean, Magnussen didn't get that far, but we shouldn't take it away from uh, Schumacher though. This was the best drive of his career so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah, you um, might not have left to... dripping in points, but it was good. But it was a yeah up until the point where, as I say, I, I agree with Sean. Clumsy, not stupid, not mm-hmm. reckless, not like just just you know, ah, oh, come. You should know that's exactly what yeah. is likely to happen. And one point is better than none. Mm. Unfortunately, none. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah, would have both... gone home very happy if he'd stayed behind Vettel and scored a point. Mm. Yeah, bo- both of them uh, tangling with Aston Martins, as they appear to have taken great delight in pointing out on their own website, has. <laughs> <laughs> um, pro- probably do Ricardo next as the other America two Britain nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably do Ricardo next to finish McLaren off because that was another. That was an anonymous drive, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking participation award here. Didn't he have problems in practice, which is why he led to a poor qualifying? Um, no, they couldn't get the car started in Q2, so um, didn't get a chance to do his full runs. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just just did not have the race pace. Also got penalised for going off and gaining mm-hmm. an advantage. Yeah, there was a, as we, we, we trigger happy um, with that, but, you know. That's Marshall, well, not Marshall's, that's Stewart's for you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, non, a, a non, another non-weekend for him. Just, just got to wonder if Colton Herter was there going sort of. Hmm, I could definitely do this. Conspic- yeah, award. conspicuously, you didn't yeah. really see either of those two. You would think, with it being, with McLaren having quite a big US fan base, that actually they would have been parading them. But mm. obviously, had a better mm. offer. <laughs> I, th- I think, um, I think the death nail for him was. In qualifying, wasn't it? Yeah, he Somebody didn't. It, it didn't go well in quali. You know, it, it didn't go well. Well, he he was just kind of doing what what Daniel Ricciardo has been doing in qualifying, and then his teammate went and pulled it by the scruff of the neck, and essentially, like that that McLaren didn't really have that time in it. Where you know when when Lando went third in Q two. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at the timesheet, and like Lando Norris is up there in third. Daniel Ricciardo is about to drop out in 14th. Yeah, but then uh, during the race, Norris did kind of go backwards. Um, they, they got his pit call very wrong, didn't they? Yeah, he'd have, he, he'd have been in the points if it wasn't for that. Yeah, so. possibly, but he wasn't, and he was he was near the back when he had his accident with Gasly. No, no, that's that's for me. But as soon as it, like his race was fucked by what four seconds extra pit stop. Something like that. Mm. Yeah, because he, he came out right into the middle of a battle and yeah, lost, it, it was lost four very, places. very bad track position yeah. after that pit stop. And he was, I think the big problem he had there was he was on, uh, he's at a circuit where you can't overtake in a car that wasn't 
working well anyway. And um, you're stuck in a DRS train there at that point. You know, it's if, if it was a different circuit, maybe you could have done something to try and work his way through that. But if you're on a circuit where it's already difficult to overtake and you've got three people ahead of you, all with DRS, it's you're done, aren't you? That, that's you for the afternoon. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he just struggled after that. I mean, Zach Brown said on the grid, actually, before the race, um, they thought they were going to struggle because they just didn't have the race pace for it. And mm-hmm. that, I think, just that pit stop just compounded everything. I think it's showing how good Norris is, though. You know, like, especially on his, what, his one lap pace. Like, the, the, the... He shouldn't have started that high up. You know, that's that's one of the things about going backwards during a race is it shows you've kind of done the, your job on Saturday, but the car isn't doing its job on the Sunday. Yeah, it's kind of kind of the anti-cool thought. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right, where shall we go next? Um, how about Sonoda to wrap up AlphaTauri? I honestly could not tell you anything about his race. Um, he took part. Oh, I couldn't tell you anything about Sonoda's no. race either. Um, Next! <laughs> <laughs> um, lost out at the start to Alonso. And first one to pit on the mediums. We're, we're, we're scraping here. Yeah, and he, said, <laughs> and he said the hard didn't work and it just... He was good enough for 12th. God, that's so... Fucking bang. I think we have the participation award. Yeah. Yep, I definitely um definitely think we do. Right, on to teams in the points. Well, teams in the points, but a driver who didn't make it so at first. Thanks to penalties, as we already discussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Alonso then. Well, I mean, we said it. He was, um, he, 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 he was, was coming through, wasn't he? He, he was, he was feisty <laughs> all weekend. There was, uh, there was very little in the way of stopping him, including yeah, apart he, from Lewis Hamilton, in, including solid <laughs> objects. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in I mean, a great way, start. I mean, yeah, yeah he, he spotted a space like, like to the to, to the left of the track that nobody was occupying, and just went and late braked into that gap and made loads of loads of spaces up. Um, found himself near Lewis Hamilton and decided to use him as a brake instead. It was nice he to see him having Xbox. Sorry, sorry, Sean. I was gonna say it's nice to see him having the car to actually go for those kind of moves and challenge people. But yeah, maybe a little bit less pinball. Mm. <laughs> uh, it was like an Xbox start. Well, you know, you like a you stick stick sort of light damage mm. on the Xbox and then f- fucking yolo it into the first corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Talking of things like that, um, Formula Lee is back. We've been running it on Discord, and uh, we're starting a two-week one now, and it's um, Spain and Aston Martin in the dry, by the way. Got got until Monday the 23rd. I thought I might as well get that in, because I keep forgetting to to mention it. Um, Thanks to Adam Smith for taking it over now from the spreadsheet intern. But he, he is now our spreadsheet and design guru. Um, Ocon then, moving up. Um, finished eighth. Um, 
Again, can anyone remember anything Ocon did during the race? Well, yeah, I mean, he started he started right at the back, didn't he? So he, mm. he made the hard tyre last very well, got very, quite lucky that the safety car fell at the time when he... But what did he do? He managed his tyres. He probably can't remember because he had a mild concussion from um, from the Saturday show. <laughs> well, yes. He just had a solid race, didn't he? That's yeah, all. kept his nose clean, didn't trash his tyres, got lucky with the strategy. Yeah, I think that, I think that's that's probably probably the best best you can say. Listeners listening through headphones may be able to hear the squeak of a cat I can toy. Hear. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the cats have found the toy box. Uh, right now, it's, it's, it, I just want to point out. Uh, uh, very sorry if anybody else can hear noises off of my microphone, but it's very windy here. It is all windy, of a sudden. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like winter again. It's like, what's going on? It's uh, classic TT weather today. Misty and windy and a bit shite. I mean, we, ha- we had summer on Saturday. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're done for the year now. We're finished. Um, right, Lance Stroll cause, um, and Sebastian Vettel. Bin- was Aston Martin. Aston Martin mm-hmm. in general. A binary race. Uh, well, we've already well, no, not really, but we've already discussed the fact that um, they they made contact with Haas. Yes, frequently. Mm. I mean, Stroll Stroll appeared to um, get bumped by everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just not where we expect that team to be, though. Now, is it? No. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confused by it, if I'm perfectly honest. I don't know. I, th- I think, I think it is where we expect them to be now. Arse end of the points because they haven't made, they haven't made the progression that we thought they were going to do um, two months ago. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no. I mean, we we expect it for this year, but just, just in general, you know, like what's, I, I don't see, I don't see what the future of that team was. Whereas, I mean, two years ago when they when they came out with the plan for the pink Mercedes and we thought, oh, well, they've, they've pulled a fucking blinder here. They're going to use Mercedes car. They're going to get some decent results out of it. And um, then, the, the, you know, they're going to have loads of time to build their own car, which is what Haas did, and that worked. Um, you know, it's a, we were kind of expecting... Could you know? Could Austin Martin like join the top teams or like be as close to the top teams as possible? Certainly, uh, if you believe Lawrence Stroll, that's exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, um, I just don't. I don't really see what the future of that team is now. I do. With Sale. I do. <laughs> Vosprung Dirk Technik. Oh, yeah. I mean, that could possibly be the best thing that could happen because mm. there, there is. Uh, I, th- I think it's undeniable now that um, Lawrence Stroll had... Just, I know I repeat myself from last week, but Lawrence Stroll had something to do with the issues Williams were having last year when, when they started to go downhill. Yeah. So if that's the case... You know that 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 means he's yeah he might have all the money in the world, but he's pretty fucking toxic if you're trying to run a racing team. Yeah, because I mean his large cash and other sponsorship inputs. I think he brought JCB into the team as well, which is which is now with Aston Martin. Yeah, he drove it straight through their performance. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I, I, some, something about something about him, and I think I've said this before. He, he, he just smacks of micromanagement. Mm. Yeah, yep. it didn't work for Ferrari, did it? Do you remember uh, Marchioni was a, uh, you know, for that Ferrari was probably good enough to to win, um, you know, races, world championships, probably. Um, and every time Marchi only turned up at a race, everyone shat themselves and they all went to well, crap. Well, he turned up to every race, didn't he, in the end? Um, and everyone shat themselves and turned into crap at every race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like He micromanaged everything such to, 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 to such a level that Ferrari fell apart um, when they probably had the, the, the personnel and the machinery to really take it to Mercedes. Yeah, well, you know, I think Stroll's, Stroll's trying to do everything... In his image, at Aston Martin, you know, I, I, I once had a boss who, um, legend has it, before I started with the company, used to um, welcome everyone back from the Christmas break and tell them things like, you know, grab a paperclip out of a drawer and go, don't forget, this is my paperclip. I own everything, and everything you do in this company is for me. That sounds a bit I'd have pissed on the floor and walked out. <laughs> There you go, that's uh, yours. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> you now own this piss. <laughs> yeah, with the wages that company paid, they were taking it anyway. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I just think, yeah, work, working for Stroll must be challenging, to, pu- to put well, it tactfully. Look, like, I, I, I can't even... I, we probably touched on this last week if we were talking about this. But like you've got Af, uh, Af, I can't say Schnaff now. I can't say his first name. Oh, I'm yeah, the other way around. I can't say the surname. Yeah, the um, I, well, I think it's difficult to say both of them at the same time, like one after another. They're, yeah. they're not good words to be put together. They are not. But um, it's a one, very German name. One you, is. one name you need three pints to say. One name you can't say after three pints. <laughs> um, but like that guy. He he fucking held that team together through the absolute worst parts of the of it, you know, it like, and was clearly treated with utter contempt once Stroll got in there to the point he left the team, you know, like, uh, and that can't be good. That can't be good for a team because, I mean, of, of the people that are on the grid, I think he comes across as one of the ones which is probably okay to work for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, and if you go and take a person like that out of a team, um, what does that do for everybody else? You know, the, the, the leadership he must have built up over the course of, uh, like, Force India, then into, into Racing Point, in, uh, into Austin Martin, for them just to strip that away because... Well, whatever whatever's going on inside, it just doesn't mm. doesn't seem like a great move. It's kind of the and same. Let's face it, it. Sorry, it must be shit because apparently Alonso was offered a load of money to go there. <laughs> Alonso loves making bad decisions, and he didn't. Know. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of the now same. Now look who he's working for. For Otmar, that's very true. But yeah, yeah. it was sort of, I guess, the same Otmar's with their decision. Too many chiefs, didn't he? You can't have two popes. I think. Right, I'm just going to have to sort of go silent for a minute. If there's any shouting, it's because I'm removing a cat from a bloody wine rack. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we're getting rid of we're getting rid of Otmar. It's sort of the same kind of energy to when they got rid of Perez. I mean, obviously, yes, you would be tempted by Vettel, but 
Perez very much kept that team going and got them good results when mm. money wasn't there and all sorts of yep. drama was going on in the background. He pulled them through, yep. got the main race win, and then, okay, bye. Well, yeah, they were told, weren't they, beforehand that they weren't getting the... Uh... They weren't getting the. Uh, he wasn't getting a seat. Yeah, and that and, and that he learned that before the race win. Yeah, it's absolute buyer's remorse on Vettel, though. Surely, mm. I don't know about buyer's remorse. Um, if you if you could have a do over, you'd want Vettel and Perez. Yeah, if you ignore I, I, the fact that the other driver's surname is Stroll. Well, that's I the think... problem, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> I get the feeling Lawrence Stroll walks into that team, and it, it, you know, you know, like the really bad um, TV things he does, like because he's not he's not a public speaker. But when he walks into, I think he walks into a team meeting every every week and just like, why is my son not winning races yet? Yeah. I, 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 I need Lance. I need Lance up there immediately. He needs to be winning races. He's the greatest driver of all time. It's like. <laughs> It's like, come on, Lawrence, you know this isn't true. <laughs> I apologise to all Canadian listeners for that impression. It's all right, we usually apologise to all Canadian listeners for the amount of piss we take out of Latifi. Funnily enough, we're doing Williams next. But just just quickly before we move, the, the problem is, for as far as the Vettel thing goes, mm. he's often on the same piece of tarmac as Lance Joel. Yeah, they were they were pretty much neck and yeah. neck the whole way through that them and the Hasses and I think Gasly was in that neck of the woods at one point they were all just tripping over each other and that's not that's not what I expected to happen no I didn't I didn't expect Lance I thought Vettel would would use Lance Stroll as like a cheap toy to like boost his confidence again mm. and he, you know he just rough Stroll up a little bit and then before you know it, he's back to back to Seb Vettel that we all w- w- was hoping he'd be back for. Uh, more and more, I think it's going to be him that retires now. I mean, don't forget, Vettel's spending most of his time sort of nurturing Mick. Yeah, well, look how that went for him. Yeah, I don't think he'll be doing that a great deal more. <laughs> no. um, so, Williams, um, Latifi didn't crash. I mean, crashed a little bit in practice. Bonus. Yeah, but didn't didn't end up in a wall. Now, apparently, um, there were upgrades on the car this week, but only Albon got them. Yeah, so it's clearly fair. Albon is number one in that team already. Yeah. Shocked. I think we, we could have told you that before we saw parts going on cars. I could have told you before the season started. <laughs> <laughs> um, what more can you say about Latifi? Um he was there. He was there. He was polite. He was mm. sociable. Um, he finished 14th. Um, yeah, I'm done. It was a clean race for him, as far as I can tell. He didn't have any drama, but that's about it. The the bad thing for them is, is Latifi is still just... He's still Latifi of last year. Mm. You know, he's still he's still Latifi that's there, generally popping up, propping the rest of the grid up, um, not really doing a lot. Pretty safe pair of hands to get a car home most of the time. <laughs> um but the problem is that I don't I I don't think Albon scoring points in that car is the same or, or doing good qualifying results is the same as George Russell doing in it because I don't think it's a bad car. 
no, Theo, you'd, you'd want to see Latifi a lot closer to Albon, wouldn't you? Cause, yeah. You know, they're, for every time Albon gets a point at the next race, someone like Alpine or AlphaTauri is going to have both drivers in the points. Yep. And then you end up right at the back. Mm. <clears throat> and it's Latifi that's bringing Williams down. It is. Even behind, is he still behind Hulkenberg in the standings? Yeah, he's still uh, he's still twenty first in the twenty driver championship. <laughs> Great, yeah. it's good, good, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the Mazepin Award for Dad's got cash. Oh, that's about it. <laughs> that's the Mazepin Award. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Albert, on the other hand, with his lucky red hair, yes, very jaunty. It worked. He's scored points twice with it. Yeah. 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 Not only that, but uh, apparently uh, Ted Kravitz and said to Yoss Capito uh, off camera that if um, if you, uh, I, don't, I assume it was off camera because I haven't actually seen it, but um, if, if uh, Alex scores points in uh, in Miami, maybe I should dye my hair red for the next <laughs> race. So, so Ted might turn up in Spain with red hair. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be something to see. At least nobody would be saying, where's Ted? You'd be able to pick him out. <laughs> mm. yeah, but, in Spain as well, hashtag where's Ted. <laughs> but yeah, Albon's definitely um, definitely making the most of the chance, second, sort of second chance that he's been given. I don't want to say second life because that was terrible. If anybody ever it's played most it. Of his, uh, yeah. It, it, I think Alex Albon as Max Verstappen's teammate was much like Pierre Gasly given given the shitty end of the stick mm. should we say yeah uh, i think these these are perfectly capable drivers more than capable um you know race winners especially in Gasly's case he's already won one but you know i think Albon in a in a mid-grid car could potentially win a race um yeah, I, I just hope he can move, you know, up the. I don't mean this to in a derogatory way to Williams either, but I hope he can move up the grid. I hope he can find a seat that's that's better than that mm. Williams currently is. Whether that's at Williams next year if they get it better, uh, I find it unlikely at the moment. But stranger things have happened. Mm. Um, yeah, he could be in the right place. To be perfectly honest, I mean, it might take him. It might take a little bit of investment, almost to a like a Jensen Button level with like BAR to Honda. Um, but if Austin Martin does not Austin Martin, if Alpha Romeo, no fuck off, Lee. If uh, Audi end up choosing Williams as its way into Formula One, it might not be a bad place to be. Yeah, true. Because we know there aren't any Germans. Yeah, anywhere. Mm. Well, even even if Audi were to buy Aston Martin, you've kind of got to assume that frees up a seat there because mm-hmm. Stroll <laughs> probably wouldn't be kept on. You would assume, <laughs> maybe not. No, I mean, what what would the future be for Stroll if? Um... Do you reckon you get him free with the team? He would continue to be rich. True. Yeah, he's 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 got a good career. In continuing to be rich, he'd turn up in like a WEC or something, wouldn't he? I, I reckon his dad would buy an IndyCar team. 
Oh, that could be fun. Just just to give him a race in that, or stroll on an oval. Might actually be Roval. quite good on, a, on an oval, to be fair. Yeah, but you've got to use your mirrors on ovals. <laughs> Only if you're scared. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you care about the did other anybody, people. Did anybody see, and I'm, I, and, I, and uh, this, is a, this is a warning to all listeners, uh, did anybody see James Corden pissing off Danica Patrick? No. I saw a lot of James Corden, but I tried to zone it out. I managed to avoid James Corden all weekend. Yeah, I hate uh, him, you know, like genuine, genuinely. I know some people like. Lie I dislike. I dislike him. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, I, I fucking hate him. Like the last thing I want to hit to see in his eyes is my headlights. <laughs> <laughs> Surely, also the first thing you want to see. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, Sky, he was with McLaren for promotional reasons, but uh, Sky pulled him to one side for a quick chat before qualifying, and uh, he was he was having a quick chat, and he was just like, well, I've always, I was always a Jensen Button fan, and Jensen was stood there, you know, so he obviously just kissing ass at Jensen Button, and then he was just talking about, you know, uh, do you, you know carpool karaoke, do you actually do that? Is this, is, he's just like, oh yeah, it's just like, it's not green screened or anything. No, let, let's be honest, we know it's on a fucking trailer. Yeah. You see yeah. pictures. <laughs> it's just like, basically you drive with the sun behind you and then you turn around and you drive with the sun in front of you and you just do that in a loop. So no, I haven't really done any driving. It's just like, but if I'm driving in a loop, Maybe I could give IndyCar a go. And Danica Patrick rolled her eyes and went to walk away. And then just turned around to him and just went, yeah, 230 mile per hour. Just keep turning left. That's how easy it is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did, Dan- did Danica Patrick do IndyCar? She's never mentioned that before. <laughs> You'll be telling me she did NASCAR next. <laughs> she also has, she has had many memories around Florida, apparently. It's James Corden's fault that Jensen Button didn't win Sports Personality of the Year. Right, because he get the he popcorn out on away this. He was doing the champion a bit. You know how, like, if you're a sports person, you you have another celebrity pleading your case, mm. and you James had Gordon that, for Jensen Button. You had that overgrown fucking blonde child uh, on the Gavin and Stacey set campaign. Oh, doing the Smithy buttons. bit. Oh fuck my life! <laughs> uh, it's his fault. His fault. Whilst we're veering off, we're going, we are going to talk about if we're going to talk about this guy for a little while. Uh, I, I, I did read an article about <laughs> about about him uh, a while ago, and it was uh, this 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 person who had who had um, submitted this this piece of writing was on a was on a plane on a business class flight um, from America to the UK. And uh, this part of the James Corden was also in the business class, but he, you know, didn't want to be bothered by anybody. He sat there with his headphones on and he was sat there for a good 10 minutes, just sort of, you know, scrolling through his tablet, headphones on, not looking up at all whatsoever. And then this woman got on with a screaming baby and uh, she's, uh, you know, they point her to her seat and it's right next to James Corden. And, uh, and straight away, this guy's like, oh, he's totally going to ask either to be moved or for her to move. This woman sits down with the uh, with his baby. James Corden just just stares out the window. Apparently, doesn't pay any attention. Um, the flight happens. They you know the, everything's all good. They all get served their food, and just as it comes for time to land, um, the, the, this woman's the woman sort of stands up and uh, baby in one arm. She's trying to trying to get her her bag sorted as well with the other one. And she turns around to James Corden and goes, for fuck's sake, James, I'm holding the baby. Could you at least help? 
It was his wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> been, wow. He'd been ignoring her most of the flight. <laughs> Clearly a doting father. Oh, yes. Fucking lovely relationship he's in there. Oh. While we're on the subject of um, people not being I'm so very... happy, so so just quickly, I'm so happy he wasn't really nice. <laughs> I, I I really did for the way that was going. Then I thought, oh, what did he help with the fucking luggage and all sorts, and, like sign the baby's head or something. <laughs> but... James Corden graffitied I mean... my baby. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen the thing as well, haven't we? With Patrick Stewart that he did with the awards show years ago, where Patrick Stewart. Um, basically tears James Corden the new one for saying that if you're going to be presenting awards don't stand at the back and look bored when other people are, when other people are talking mm. and uh, then Corden just goes on full on twat mode it's ridiculous like if you haven't seen it go and watch it because yeah I remember it, you'll hate him even more <laughs> well, if, I, this... if I can just change the subject and get a shameless plug in talking to people that um, are useless at IndyCar um, if anybody fancies a laugh I'm doing the iRacing Indy 500 on Saturday nice. I think it's about 2, uh, two o'clock UK time I'm going to be streaming it, streaming it on Twitch and I'm hoping to get further than lap 1 turn 2 this year <laughs> there was a slight incident last year when I crashed at turn 2 from pole position and took out a third of the grid oops ah, yeah. They yeah, all yeah, that's what that's what most yes, they all had to retire. There was no free fast repairs. Oh no. And the <laughs> the Ayatwat from Sean wasn't aimed at me. No, it was a cat. It was a cat, but it was what most people I think were calling me at the time. I even made the worst of eye racing video that week. Nice. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Um, moving on from my embarrassment, um, the other Alfa Romeo, um, Bottas in seventh, was doing quite well in fifth, and then he just lost concentration and let a pair of Mercs behind him. Because he's so used to moving over for them. What I want to know is, how did James Vowles get on the Alfa Romeo radio? Valtteri is James. Toto and Frederick Vassar are good friends. Yeah, they are. But I think he just outbreaked himself, didn't he, yeah. into that hairpin and just, uh, you know, one one Mercedes went by and, the, oops, there goes the other one. <laughs> he bottled it, let's be honest. Let's face, it, let's, let's face it, as the first one went past, oh, I'm used to doing that. Oh, shit, there's two of them. <laughs> God, that's my car. <laughs> yeah. After some laps of, Valtteri will really enjoy seeing that Mercedes in his mirrors to, oh, fuck. <laughs> am, I, am I the only one that's wondered how good that uh, that car might actually be with another driver in it. Well, instead of Bottas. Yeah. Well, it's not very good in Guang Zhou's hands, is it? Well, no, that that's for I me. Mean. We've got we've got nothing to offset it with. Like we've got nothing. It's it's we're in. Uh, remember remember Good Williams days where we used to say, "I wonder what that car would be like if it was a decent driver in it." When it was Bottas and Massa. <laughs> that's exactly what's going on now with the with the um, with the Alpha. Is it is it as good as, like, is it a third place car, like third best team? Well, I don't know. It's hard to say, and it's hard to say what progress they've made because you had a pretty much phoning it in Kimmy last season. Yeah, and somebody in the other seat. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a really <laughs> it's 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 been a really good start to this season for Alfa Romeo. They've made a huge step forward. 
But I think a lot of that is to do with the Ferrari power unit, which has obviously come on leaps and mm. bounds. And might even be um, legal this year. So might be. far. Be. So might be. far. <laughs> oh, they haven't been found out. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. But yeah, um, it's you know it depends what kind of progress Alfa Romeo keep making. I think the I think Bottas puts that car pretty much where it is, you know, sort of right in the middle of the midfield. You know, it's it's been it's been getting it's been getting a lot out of it. Certainly, certainly when you compare it to the last couple of seasons. No, but the thing is, Bottas was always dead good at qualifying. He had. An excellent qualifying record, up even when he was just behind him, for instance, up against the best qualifier in the history of Formula One. Ayrton Senna? No, Lewis <laughs> Hamilton. And um, you know, so he's always he's always been good on a single lap. But we've we've seen so, for years and years and years, Bottas loses pace hot, like partway through a race, or just doesn't quite have the out-and-out race pace of his teammate. I think it's unfair on... uh, Oh, sorry, I think it's overly fair on Bottas to just suddenly decide he's fixed that problem and he's he's getting every fucking tenth out of that car. I mean, you could look at it the other way. Um, Because we've been saying about McLaren having great one-lap pace and then losing it under racing conditions. What mm-hmm. if that car isn't a one-lap car? So he's absolutely wringing the neck out of it in qualifying, but still not putting the car where it's capable of being during the course of a race. No, but he... he and I mean, that's, that's what... He's been doing well, though. Like, he was... I mean, he was on pace with Lewis all the way through that race. Like, Lewis could not get past that Bottas in that car. So he was at least on pace with the Mercedes. So yeah, he's struggling in qualifying, but race pace is a lot better. Or now, and I mean, he's he's qualified well though in other races. Let's not forget, he qualified well this this weekend. Yeah, well, uh, row three. But I mean, yeah. what, you know, one mistake and he loses two places because there's two cars so close behind him that he was that he was keeping on pace with. I think, like I said, I think that was just a bottle. But what I mean, what I mean is that I think if you stuck somebody, somebody else in that car during the race, that car would go quicker. You're saying somebody else could get it on podium? Maybe. Hmm. I mean, he was looking good for fifth, but don't forget, I mean that that corner at turn seventeen. I think every driver had at least two running wide there. Yeah, I think he was just desperate to stay ahead of the Mercedes. I think because don't forget, he's in his head. You can see he's made that personal, you know, because he's he's said as much in interviews. You know, uh, even in qualifying, he said how happy he was to to be ahead of Lewis. There was the the interview he did on um, F1 TV afterwards. Like he was shaking after qualifying. Um, so he's made it personal in his head, and that's great if he's using it as fuel. But I think under those restart conditions, when he's got Lewis behind him and the guy that replaced him on fresher tyres, I've maybe just tried a bit too hard. Possibly, but I think Alfa Romeo Bottas is still a work in progress. Mercedes broke it. Well, Williams broke him. Well, the British Grand Prix that he could have won broke him. What didn't Uh... break him? 
Uh, I don't think I don't, I don't think he's ever been broke. I think he's just what he is. I think he's an excellent number two driver that's probably going to get a car to within half a second of what it can actually do. But he's never going to be the driver to find the extra half a second. For, you know, there's there's only so many Schumachers, Hamiltons, or Alonsos or Verstappens. There has to be Gerhard Bergers and John Alaces, and he's an excellent Gerhard Berger. <coughs> well, he's Finnish. He will spend most of his time drunk. <laughs> We'll see how the rest of this season pans out. I mean, it's his first—it's his first ever season as a number one driver. You know, he's the one having to provide the most feedback because he's alongside a rookie. I don't—I don't think he's a bad driver. Don't get me wrong, but that's not what I'm saying. And I think he's going to have a good season. But it would just be nice to nice for some more for a better comparison with the with his teammate. You're listening to Three Legs Four Bottas. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we can actually do the top three teams in order. Um, Mercedes in third, uh, George in fifth, Lewis in sixth. Still a long way to go with the car. Yeah, less bouncing, but yeah. also not much more pace. But for, uh, practice two, that car was properly quick. Yeah, I don't, I, and it, it was only Leclerc's... It was only Leclerc's pole lap that was quicker than George Russell's FP2 time, I think. Yeah, but even, you know, single lap pace is great. And Mercedes actually, you know, if they are sorting out a single lap pace, that's great for them. But the race pace is still... The long runs were there. The long runs were comparable to the Red Bull's. Um, yeah, in, but they, in, uh, they, in the safety car, they were not. No, 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 no. In second practice, in the second yeah, practice, practice, doesn't count for anything. <laughs> no, it, it does when the grip level comes up on the track, and it fucked their their purpose and problem again. I'm not saying they don't have issues. What I'm saying is, is that that pre- that pace they had on Friday was real. Now they just need to work out how to make that pace consistent and they're there. Yeah. Well, they'll be there or thereabouts, yeah. Um, I, I still think it's the, the the gap that they have in race pace, I think, is still, even by Mercedes standards, possibly too big to close over over the season. Everybody keeps saying, and, I, and I've seen a lot of this on Twitter, and I'm sure you have as well, Lee, everybody keeps saying about, 2021 how mercedes didn't have the best car or they pulled it back to have the best car just like yeah but they 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 all you know they were the second best car but it wasn't that far behind at the start of the season it was pretty close neck and neck between them and yeah. red bull for a few races yeah, yeah. and then red bull did pull out a, a bit of a, of a gap before mercedes managed to turn turn the tables and turn it around they're not where aston martin were you know, they weren't where Aston Martin are this, you know, this year. That's the kind of gap they've got to put pull back again. Do you know what I mean? Where Aston Martin were last year compared to this year, that's that's the diff the different. Oh, I'm not making any sense here. No, okay. <laughs> I know what that's, you mean. That's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference that they're going to. Do. Aston Martin look like we as we discussed earlier on. Like, oh, they might be like front runners because they're you know they're sort of making making headway here, and. Uh, Obviously, they were nowhere near the front last year, and then this year it's all gone a bit wrong for them. Mm. 
I think that uh, gap is too big to close. I think if it was a case of um, who's a good example of it, McLaren is a good example because they don't seem to. It doesn't seem to be the brake problem for them anymore. They just don't have the downforce levels in that car. The good thing and the bad thing for Mercedes is, is they seem to have a single problem and they need to sort out the porpoise and problem with it that they've got. Uh, I, I don't, if it, don't get me wrong, it might end up there. It's not possible. It's not possible to solve that problem with that concept. And I think Wolf even, he didn't say that they were talking about doing it. He did say that he wouldn't write off bringing back the old concept car that they brought to Spain for testing. Was, was it Spain that they had that in their car? Yeah, for yeah. the yeah, shakedown yeah, yeah, yeah. test. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh, only about Rome when we saw the lack of side pods. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think that car, I, I, st- I still stand by that um, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell are a bigger threat over the course of a season to uh, Max Verstappen than Charles Leclerc is because I don't believe Charles Leclerc can win a world championship. Certainly not against Max Verstappen. Not against those teams we're talking about, uh, Ferrari and Red Bulls. Well, I, don't, I think Red Bull have, um, and I know that they've brought upgrades as well, but that, that Red Bull straight line speed is something else. Mm. The only so, thing Ferrari's got going for them is they haven't updated that car yet this year. They've upgraded the engine, haven't they already? The power unit? Yeah, they have. No, but, yeah, but there's been no car updates. No aero updates at all. No aero, no aero, no, no aero updates at all. Well, I the thought car. they did. They bring something to Imola, or were they the team that didn't bring anything no, to Imola? No, they, they were the ones that didn't. Mm, no, okay. I, no, I, th- I think there is a way that Leclerc can win a championship over over Verstappen, and I think it will come down to reliability if it happens. Because uh, Red Bull have had reliability problems so far this year. They seem to be on top of them, but mm. if they bring an upgrade. And it brings the problems back. Unless it happens at the in the middle of the season, I don't think it'll matter. I think if if by the time we get to the arse end of the season, I I think Verstappen will be over a race win ahead anyway. Mm. I don't know. I mean, Perez seems we're doing all the top three. You know, Perez had power problems this weekend. Um, lost um, lost straight line speed. Yeah, that was a software thing, though, wasn't it? I I'm not. Do we put that down as a reliability was it, was it a issue? Sensor failure or some shit. Yeah, like it, was that. Sen- it was one of these control failure. alt delete jobbies. Yeah, it's still it's still it's still loss of power. He didn't have he didn't have the power to pass Carlos Sainz, mm-hmm. whereas a, a healthy Red Bull would have would have passed Carlos Sainz. Um, I think just Perez couldn't pass Carlos Sainz. I don't think he was down on power. Because mm, Sainz had a he... shitty pit stop, didn't he? He lost time in the pit. He was down on power. He was down 25, Yeah, but only for, power. what, half a lap or something like that? He, he, uh, no, he lost... like for the rest of the race. I don't think he was. I yeah, that's, what, yeah, that's got... what Christian Horner said when they were talking to oh, him. Oh, right, okay, cool. I didn't I didn't think he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, they, they managed to, to fix the problem. Oh, well, that explains... Meant... Okay, at least that explains why he couldn't get past. Which meant that he was not losing a hundred and whatever it was horsepower a lap, uh, and uh, sorry, a hundred horsepower uh, power deficit. But he still had about thirty, twenty-five to thirty horsepower deficit, which is strangely enough 
just enough for the Ferrari to stay ahead of of the uh, <laughs> the Red Bull. Um, yeah, but what, what, who, what was what was it? What that, was the speed uh, trap on the was it the speed trap on the Saturday? Sergio Perez was was three hundred and forty two kilometers an hour, which yeah. is two hundred and thirty one miles per hour. Crazy. So when the power's there in the Red Bull, yes, you know I think I think the Red Bull is the fastest car. It is it, definitely in a straight line. Mm. Yeah. I mean, going to Spain, realistically, we should be back in Ferrari territory Look in the medium-speed corners. Yeah, it's never been a Red Bull favourite, has it, Spain? Apart from that year Max Verstappen won. Well, yeah, but that yeah. was because two Mercedes drove into each other in front of him. Yeah. There is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's... It's it's a tough one um, to say you know who's gonna who's gonna come out of the whole th- whole thing the best because I it, the, you know the Red Bull reliability concerns me yeah it's yeah it's got the speed um, yeah it's definitely got the drivers but can ha- they really push it like to its hundred percent yeah stuff I don't think they can mm. for for a full race. And yeah, you know that that could well be what defines this season and. Um, you know, you're writing Leclerc at the um, at the World Championship. He's still in the lead. Yeah, I, d- I don't think he's got the mentality to win it. Look at look at the the points he's hemorrhaged in two races. Yeah, but I mean this 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 circuit was definitely more suited to Red Bull with that long straight and the and yeah. the speed advantage. Yeah, but look what happened to him when he was trying to chase down. Was it second or third at Imola, and he he fucked it. Yeah, that's the, fair enough. The Imola thing is fair enough. But I don't think you can say he hemorrhaged points in in Miami. He just lost to a faster car and no, a faster just driver over the over the last two races. Is what I mean. It's I just don't believe that he's gonna have. I think I, his I his lead gonna, was artificially big, though, wasn't it? I think because of the issues that Red Bull yeah, have had so far. Yeah, if yeah, yeah. if they get on top of that, then his lead was never really as big as it was. Let's yeah. see what Ferrari come up with. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's up to Ferrari to produce the car. There is, him, I really. mean, there is the inevitable Ferrariing as well. At some I, point, they'll Ferrari it up. I oh yes, <laughs> the thing. I think I think that's the thing. I don't believe if if those cars are because Charles Leclerc was asked what what the biggest difference between the cars was, and he said color this weekend. And um, I don't believe that yeah, both, in, both identical shades of grey. <laughs> in equal machinery, I don't believe uh, he's capable of beating Max Verstappen. It depends. Well, that's a fair point, yeah. but it depends what Ferrari give him a car that's better than the Red Bull, which they haven't yeah. done yet. That's fine, but it, I, I think it's going to have to be markedly better because I think Verstappen, in a car that's not quite as good as the Ferrari, can still beat Leclerc. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it will be interesting to see how um, how Ferrari come up with doing something to match the uh, match the straight line pace. I mean, illegally, it'll... probably. Well, yes. <laughs> you know, if we if we look at the races that um, that are coming up, Spain Spain's going to be a leveler. Mm-hmm. I would say Monaco, you can't count. No, that... except it does count for the championship. That's, that's the problem. 
Monaco all depends on um, qualifying when you get your qualifying running and not driving into a wall. Charles Leclerc will end that race in bits. Probably that is traditionally how he ends Monaco. And he's got he's all the pressure. All (laughs) the pressure on him. He's you know he's in a Ferrari. He's fighting for a championship. Uh, It's his home race. All the fucking hallmarks of Charles Leclerc looking at a pile of carbon fiber. We'll see this year if he comes back if he if he is a bottler or not, and then yeah. af- after yeah. that Baku, which that's got Red Bull written all over it. Yeah, currently yes. Mm. Although it's Baku, so who the fuck knows? Yeah, that's yeah. that yeah. could be the Bottas win. Every, <laughs> everybody else runs into a flock of pigeons on the final corner, and Bottas and just Ericsson puts Wethers them in a wall. Yeah, no, no, it it it, it is one of the. Um, it is one of the best drives of Valtteri Bottas's career when he when he pipped Lance Stroll to second place. Yeah, and yeah, also pipped Lance Stroll to second place. <laughs> what? And well, I mean, it was one of the best drives when he did it, and it was one of the best <laughs> things that he ever did when he did it. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that I, t- worked, I tell you what, though. that worked in my if... head a lot better <laughs> than it worked in my mouth. <laughs> now you know how I felt earlier. If it was a distraction tactic, it was fucking bang on. Aston Martin, Mercedes, Aston Martin. That's how I felt before. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm um, dead good at word me. Yeah. I tell you what, if Red Bull are fast uh, in Spain, Ferrari are fucked. I think that's that's the thing. If we, mm. if we go to a track where they sh- they've just been done on a high-speed track, and if we go to the technical track where they should be better, and if the updates Red Bull brought, and I'm sure are going to bring to uh, Spain as well, uh, if if they are ahead of Ferrari, it's 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 almost championship done. I'm afraid. If well, if Red Bull are faster than Ferrari, it will come from on high in the secret darkened room with the Ferrari cabal in there. <laughs> Pass down to the team. Execute order sixty six. It's one for the Star Wars fan. Two two times thirty three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Execute thirty three twice. <laughs> it's, this is where this guy walks out of the meeting and goes, What happened, Gary? I don't know, Mario. I think he wants us to cheat again. <laughs> That's the bunny. <laughs> Got to say, the start that Max got was absolutely fantastic. It was, yeah. yeah. He was uh, he was bloody rapid from the off, and um, just... it was fair to mm-hmm. the, the the racing with Carlos Sainz was very fair, um, hot, firm, but fair, brave mm-hmm. as well, brave. Yeah, I mean that's that that that's how a start should be. You shouldn't really be um, trying to kill somebody on the start. I think it was brave as well, just given the bad luck um, that Carlos Sainz has had. <laughs> That's true. He has had a habit of just finding people on the first lap, hasn't yeah. he? Mm. Yeah, or sliding into the person who's right next to him. <laughs> so to go first lap, I think I'll just put myself next to yeah, Carlos Sainz. This will be fine. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, he's had... Um, I mean, science, science has had a bad few weeks. You could tell how hard he worked yesterday as well because his hair was not flawless at the end of the race. No, it wasn't. 
You did not enjoy the post-race interview with Willie T. Ribs. No. <laughs> no, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I think all in all, it wasn't a legendary day for interviewing, was it? No. No. You know, I mean, it, it, that it was funny that when when he was interviewing science, though, because like he said, "I've got a question for you," and then proceeded to ask three different questions in one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I mean, you you wouldn't have seen it what uh, watching F1 TV, but Brundle's grid walk was just. I mean, he, oh, he got he got a word out of a Williams sister. That was the best bit. And then it went. David south. Beckham crashing the anthem. Yeah, mm. Beckham crashing the anthem. Khaled on what the fuck knows. I think Pharrell had obviously been in someone's hospitality. And then there was the... Mario, Andre- had- Mario Andretti certainly had. Oh, he'd had a very good day. And, but he's in a McLaren, apparently, at Austin. He's getting, that he's was getting... agreed. A handshake took place. Although there has to be a bet, according to Zach Brown. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think the... the, the yeah, the, pa- the Patrick Mahomes basketball incident was the main highlight. <laughs> See, the, the uh, interviews with countless celebrities that clearly mm-hmm. don't want to be interviewed on Formula One grids, yeah. that annoys me so much more than any pomp and circumstance that could come from a Formula One race. It does beg the question, doesn't it? Why are they? Why did they so want to interview Patrick Mahomes, who Brundle clearly had no idea who he was. Um, the guy he ended up interviewing who wasn't Patrick Mahomes clearly had no idea who Brundle was, but was prepared to be polite about it. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, go and go and find someone who actually knows what's going on, which, or, which you couldn't do just... because the grid was too rammed with celebrities. <laughs> oh, there was a but random, the... wasn't there? Did he interview some random guy who said he was a social media influencer? I don't think he was. I, I did know. not feel that guy's influence. No, can't even remember his name or his Instagram handle. No, I I just think this. I I, I don't. Maybe maybe it's just me. I feel um. I feel the importance of celebrity seems to be disappearing slightly from some of these people. And uh, it, when you, when they're only going to a place to be seen mm. and then you've got somebody that comes up to you that's on the biggest, like, the biggest broadcast of that particular thing over the course of the weekend and you still can't muster the self to be not a twat about it. I, I'm. I don't understand. If if he didn't, if they just stopped doing the grid walk interviews and just focused on the cars, you would find within three races' time, every Williams sister or fucking footballer would want to be interviewed because they'd be being ignored. He's he's given them the opportunity to be arrogant, and I think that's what really gets to me. Well, he made a point of going after the Williams sisters because of the amount of times mm. he's been ignored by him in the past. Venus managed to string a sentence together this time. Yeah, but it's not good telly, is it? It is not. It it's kind of it's kind of become a big in joke. Yeah, but it's a big in joke to some people. <laughs> I, like, but that's, if, that's if... the idea of an in joke. <laughs> no, no. But, but then it doesn't work on national television. I don't know. No, US, I, I, I don't know. I, US I, gave I, James Corden a chat. Sure. Well, I mean, that was a deal. That that was a deal. We took Piers Morgan back. They got James <laughs> Corden. They've reneged on that because he seems to be coming fucking back here. Yeah, and, and we... there's no sign of us being able to send Morgan back over there. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It just seems... It was it, pure it, car crash, but I kind of couldn't take worse. my eyes off it. Mm, I don't know. I think when you've got when you've got something like the um, this race, which mm. is at, like, although it's still a Formula One race, and we shouldn't get all upset about it, and everyone should just sit down and watch Formula One and enjoy it, and all that sort of lovely stuff. That those type of races and those events are to attract new people. They're to the because for people seem to forget that we went through this huge time of Formula One where we wonder if we were even going to have a sport in like in a few months because we were hemorrhaging viewers in the Bernie era. You know, the it was inaccessible. People were getting fucking takedowns on YouTube just for fucking fan clips of people filming uh, cars at the race. You know, on the on the mobile <coughs> uploading them to YouTube and having them ripped down. And we, it was so, so anti-fan. And we've, whether people like it or not, um, Drive to Survive has done its job. Last season being a great season has done its job. I just don't think when you've had all these good things add up, it makes the sport look good when people that are guests of the sport can't even be bothered speaking to the modern-day Murray Walker. Yeah, the the thing is, though, I mean, a lot of the so-called celebs are on the grid for shameless self-promotion. Don't forget what we went, what we experienced this weekend, and th- this thought's just occurred to me now. This was the American Monaco. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I th- I, I think this might be why they're thinking that they can get rid of Monaco as well. Yeah, because at least we got some semblance of a race this weekend. You don't even get that at Monaco. Yeah, oh, this was better than Monaco. I I would take everything that happened this weekend over Monaco any day. Just maybe with Nick Schumacher getting his first points at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse uh, me, I've it. got a bit of a thingy in the throat. Um, so that, I think, pretty much covers it. So um, normally it would be rock stars and wankers, but because of where the stadium was, hard rock stars and wankers. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I've been sat on that. I've been sat on that since yesterday afternoon. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't open with it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, rock stars, not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> um, I, know, I know he's a college basketball player, but I can't remember his name. It's Paolo... Paolo Banchero, I think, something like that. He's he's meant to be one of the number one, or, or potentially the number one pick in the NBA draft, I believe, this year. Um, what else? We, what else we got for rock stars? Alban, or his hair, certainly. Album's definitely a rock star. Um, the W Series podium because they were presented with a guitar. They looked a bit <laughs> confused by the situation, but they were presented <laughs> oh, with a guitar. That's amazing. Presumably from the Hard Rock Corporation. Is it is football helmets rock star? I don't know. No, they look like Steelers helmets, they so therefore look, they wankers. They looked a bit naff. Yeah. Although, look- although Max did get given a Dolphins helmet. <gasps> mm. I tell you what was a wanker, and this is the, the, okay. This might be a slight in, in joke, but here we are. Um, the the podium si- si- situation where they took Max Verstappen for a little drive first. Yeah, that was a it hassle. Was, it was like they were recreating uh, Bill Goldberg's intro entrance. <laughs> it was. Did anybody, anyone that remembers Bill Goldberg? He always used to have to have to enter the arena with security. Like, like a police escort, and it was exactly the fucking same. 
<laughs> Another rock star, The Lack of Pitbull. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Not yeah, sighted at all weekend. Um can I have a contra- can I have a controversial wank? Uh, um <laughs> Just don't do the, it in public uh, again. Formula One fans. Formula One fans for having a reasonably good race, which had a reasonably cool build-up and still not being happy with it. Yeah, but you go, you go looking for the negatives on social media like anything positively charged. You couldn't you couldn't fucking not see them. <laughs> I don't search. I don't search like Miami shit. I just look at social media. <laughs> the um. I, I've, I, I mean, I, shit is not a TV show. I remember. <laughs> but I just, I just, that was, that I was the remake that was on Channel Five. I'm just gonna look up Miami shit just to see what happens. <laughs> Don't use your work Alf- phone. No, I'm not on my work. Alfredozain shite. <laughs> um, like a tech pro barrier at turn sixteen. That's 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 down as a wanker because it said it met met the circuit too narrow, but then everybody ran into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is it Carlos Sainz who hit it first, and then Ocon on Saturday? Yeah. Mm. yeah um, so, something needed doing with that. I'm. I, I mean, I know we didn't quite have the the chaos that we thought maybe maybe might come with the race. But even though we didn't get a lot of overtakes, I, I kind of want to put the circuit down as a rock star. Because it was all was, right. It was okay, and it was hard. Like it was tough on the drivers. They had to so definite, definite work. hard rock star. Yeah, they had they had to work. They were they came out of the cars. They were fucking hot, sweaty. You know the the you saw cars. There was so many near misses, and the um the the amount of people you saw either take too much curb or almost lose it through that chicane. I heard someone refer to that chicane as like, oh, they put a Mickey Mouse chicane in it. Lewis Ham- Mickey- Lewis Hamilton called it like a B and Q car park. Well, it's because he's not winning, isn't it? If he if he if he'd won, it's because no, he doesn't no, shop at B and Q. I suspect. Race in America, yeah, you guys. Um, so yeah, no, no, he just called the chicane like a B and Q car park, not the entire circuit. Because he goes oh, to B and Q. Right. But, but the thing, the thing is, how can it be a Mickey Mouse chicane? It's fucking uphill and then off off camber and then downhill again. It's a difficult chicane. It's cool. The same people that the same people that are calling Mickey Mouse are probably the same people that years ago was in. Oh God, I can't believe we took the bus stop out of Spa. Now you just get taken out at the bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like the circuit. We've gathered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is my fucking face turn. I'm being pro. Like I'm pro Formula One. It's a fucking great sport. We're having a good season. Smile more, people. Who the fuck are you? What have you done with Lee? <laughs> <laughs> How's the search for Miami shit going? Um, I didn't yield anything particularly unexpected. Just lots of pit bull. No, no pit bull because there was no pit bull there. <laughs> Let down. Um, definitely not. Uh, right, I think that, that about does it for this week, doesn't it? Just just to say, if you want to get the shows early and support us, then you can sign up to Patreon at patreon.com slash three legs four wheels, little as one dollar or one pound or one euro a month. And um, it basically keep, keeps us ticking over and keeps Lee in therapy. Oh, for, for, that ship has fucking sailed. <laughs> 
Um, if you want to get in touch, then we're at Three Legs Four Wheels on um, all the usual social suspects. And obviously, we've got the website, threelegsfourwheels.com. Um, get a link to the Discord server on there where there's all, always chat going on um, during the during the week, even when it's uh, even when it's not a race week. And email any questions, comments, whatever you've got to threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. If you want to get hold of us individually on Twitter, we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. At A Total Shunt. And at Pablo100. Uh, right, we'll be back next week. This is three weeks in a row we've been on time. Let's keep, see if we can keep the streak going. Going well. Yeah. Yeah, um, next week. Yeah, preview of the Spanish Grand Prix and whatever the hell happens between now and then. Which, given current form, is going to be some fucking Tuesday news. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.